We got A, Z, and Abdul in the room, and this came kind of this conversation kind of got spawned off Abdul, mm. who's working with us on the podcast. <clears throat> just having, just wanting to have a space to talk to other black people in Australia about their experience being in Australia, essentially, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the kind of conversation that I was thinking and I wanted to talk about for a long time. Mm. So, um, and uh, yeah, this is a perfect place to do it, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I suppose the feeling is, is, like we were chatting a bit beforehand, is just, we don't, none of us know where this is going to go, yeah. but we want to have a, which is exciting and fun, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and, but just having a space to learn and grow and better understand one another's experience of reality. Sure. Um, and and address things that are commonly unaddressed, maybe, yeah. or that you feel that they are. Yeah. And you guys can lead that just as much as anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for opening this space for us. I feel like it's massive in Australia that, you know, there are so many different cultures, so many different communities, and we don't get the space a lot of the time to kind of connect with each other and learn about each other's stories. And we all have those stories. So mm. thank you so much for opening <laughs> this space. Abe, Abe in the house. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, every time he, when he came in, I was just like, man, you are just constant sunshine. He just he just turns up and I'm just like, I feel like you're my dad, my brother, my sister. Like, you've just got this spirit that is just so much love and giving. Honorary, honorary, man. Very, it's, very, very honored, bro. Um, it's you. I mean, that's, that's the thing about adventures is that you, you're not supposed to guess where you will end up. You're supposed to just go. Mm. And mm. instead of trying to be in control and... Uh, predict exactly what it's going to look like or what's it, what's it going to sound like or what's it going to turn out to be mm. kind of takes out the fun it takes out the the element of surprise mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great summary by the way because I've worked with Abe and it's, yeah. you know, it's awesome so yeah um, so is there any way you want to take it particularly Abdul like yeah. in, in or any questions you want to ask or um, any areas that you're like what's most relevant for us right now in the Yo, right now, I, you know what? I got a question for Zeke. It's, you know, you know, you got that curly hair and the wavy hair. Yeah. And this, oh, yeah. The, and this yeah. is the thing. And this is the thing, right? And and this is the thing. This is a conversation I literally had like not long ago with my sisters, and they 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 straighten their hair now. All right. So, and I feel that in this, you know, society, and I know another girl who also works at a company, and um, she has to straighten her hair. Yeah. Um, has to. She has to. It's part of, it's they've part asked of, her. They've asked her to do it. They've, a- they've asked her to do it. And that's what I'm oh, saying, right? Oh. She's got wavy curly hair, beautiful hair, and now she has to straighten it. Um, and she never really said, okay, yeah, let me uh, stand up to all, let me do my, you know, no, this is who I am. So I'm thinking, like, how do you go? I mean, how do people... <laughs> it's funny because how you see me now and how people see me now is not mm. the person that I've been the last... 10 years of my life you know I grew up in an all-white community in Australia and from the get-go I kind of realized I was different and I kind of you know saw these girls the popular girls the girls that the guys wanted to speak to and that you know and had that confidence about them they would all have straight long hair my mum's actually white so Mm. she has long blonde hair and growing up even before I moved to Australia I would see like Disney princesses and things like that and they would all have this long wavy hair and I knew that's what beautiful was Mm. and that's kind of how I wanted to be and so the first time I relaxed my my hair I was 14 I think okay. and I relaxed my hair and I noticed that I got, actually no 
to be honest, the first time I had my hair straightened by a hairdresser it was my grade six graduation. And the reception I got from people, they were like, wow, Z, like, wow, you look so beautiful. Like, wow, look at your hair. It's so long. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, wow, I'm getting this attention that I haven't had before. Like, oh, wow, I can maybe I can. This is a way that I can kind of get that attention and kind of feel beautiful and accept myself. Um, and so I relaxed my hair when I was 14 and. I'm sure you'd know from your sister and people that you know who relax their hair how much of a grueling experience it is. You can actually smell it. It's this smell of burning on your head. And if you leave it too long on your head, it'll actually burn your scalp as well. And you're sitting there and it's like the smell is really, really sad and really awful, but also you're like, yeah, this is going to really help. This is going to make me feel great about myself. (laughs) Um, It's taken me a long time to be able to wear my hair how it is. I'm still nervous when I go to corporate events. I still straighten my hair. Um, I work as a paralegal and I've always worked in a legal atmosphere. Mm. And when I first started wearing my hair like it is, I would get so many comments. Even nowadays, like if I wear my hair out, oh, Z, like you look so funky today. <laughs> you look so, you know, wow, wow, what are you doing with your hair there? Funky. You know, funky Such and things dorky. like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't kind of just wear it and that's just how I am. I'm, I'm always, there's always com- comments and things mm. like that. So I appreciate your friend, you know, her experience in feeling like she has to, well, the fact that she's been asked to is yeah. really, I find really unacceptable because a lot of people don't realize how much a black woman's hair is a part of her identity you know I, I and I denied that identity for so many years that it's still very very hard for me to wear it like this and embrace it mm. but I'm mm. trying it's all it's all a part of you know no, trying, absolutely yeah. mm. I, I got another question. like real quick do they um, when you do have it normal in terms of natural do they come in like kind of like hey let me let me have a feel let me, let me oh. touch. Do, you, do you get that, you get that. I have I'm my sure solange in my head in my head I don't, know, don't touch my hair seriously yeah. it's an experience that all black people yeah. experience like yeah. oh when I used to wear it at school and it was ringlety see my hair's not even ringlety anymore because of how much I ruined it okay. it's fuzzy and I, I don't mind that I'm still appreciating that but mm. when I was young I had ringlets and people would come <laughs> was, to touch it I was, it. I was, I was reaching over to touch it um, I'd have have people I'd be sitting there in class and I'd have people staring at me and I could feel their warmth of their stare on me and then they would just reach over and go boing and boing my hair and I was yeah. kind of like you know like, like they could just touch me like I'm like a part of some sort of exhibition <laughs> type of thing yeah so That's so did you get that during your travels because this man I'm not sure if you guys are aware he, yeah. went, he went around the world oh right? for sure yeah, yeah. yeah everyone was touching my hair <laughs> yeah. and how, no. how did that make you feel what do you mean what, like what? you know when people come, you know, come oh when people touch my hair yeah 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 interesting actually no I've had that like mm. can I touch your hair just because it's a bit untamed right. and a bit looks a bit chaotic um, so people are like, what is this phenomenon? <laughs> so, so, I, I mean, like, it's, I can take it two ways, I reckon. Like, there's one way which is, it, honestly, it depends on the level I'm feeling in myself of adequacy enough. Like, if yeah. I'm feeling a bit inadequate, then I feel like, what do you identify, like, you're not treating me, you know, you're not being decent to me. It's not a compliment. It's, it's, not, it's a compliment. not a compliment. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a positive. Objective, I, it's an objectification. It's an objectification. Mm. That's exactly mm. right. Mm. Yeah. And then, but then when I, but yeah, either way it's received like that, to be honest, even if I'm more confident and I'm like, God, oh, is what it is. Oh yeah, I, I can kind of more would likely just flip it and be playful and then be silly towards them. Let me touch your nose. I've never seen one like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just, just flip it and whatever it is, your tooth looks a bit strange. I'm going to grab that. <laughs> like, but, but, but ultimately, like, uh, that's what I'm interested in. It's like, how much is about the, 
the vehicle for what we're sensitive or our pain is mm-hmm. it can lie in and how much is the content for example like i try to relate to anyone and everyone's problems based on a level of the degree of suffering and the underlying cause of that and where love and self-acceptance can spring out and give you wisdom and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always feel like I want to take it from that approach because I feel like on that level we can all come we can all come down to a universal truth of mm-hmm. how we treat ourselves and how we yeah. see the world. Um, and so I feel like that's that kind of uh, eradicates any boundaries for what the content of our fears or content of our love can be kind of you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah that was deep yeah it really was, <laughs> was yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you start drinking water good yeah my God, I finished my water so it's really getting oh, we are done here <laughs> 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 yeah, <it walks> out. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's interesting. I, I love your honesty as well, Z, and how you're saying like you haven't always been as confident as you are, and uh, as mm-hmm. in your own body as you are right now. And I, I appreciate that vulnerability and also just transparency and like and acknowledging where where you've come from, and it, it has been hard. Yeah. Um, because. You, we can't we can't really sweep that under the cup and go oh like we all got hard you sure you got hard you know like it's real the, yeah. the struggle is real and as your friend as well like I've seen your honesty on social media with like the, your own struggles and yeah. stuff and that and I think that your ability to do that is so strong mm. it's so powerful I, that you can you can yeah. do that at the same time I don't feel strong like as you can tell right now mm. I'm nervous doing this like this is really <laughs> difficult for me to unpack because it's I've I've, like you were saying before, Abdul, like mm. I've had this kind of, you know, fake it till you make it mentality for so long, pretending to be so many people that trying to be myself and find myself is really difficult and it's really scary at the same mm. time. So I am trying to be strong, but it's a process of finding that strength at the same time. Like, for example, like yeah. my birth name, Zalima. Zalima. It's not Z. Yeah. I changed it in high school because people didn't. I was so sick of people getting it wrong and people kind of like I would wait when we had a kind of a new teacher I would sit there and wait for them to get my name wrong and for them everyone and you're to the laugh. end of the alphabet or I'm the end of the alphabet as well yeah. and I'd wait for everyone to kind of <laughs> laugh and be like oh you know just call her this or oh that's too hard I'm just gonna not say it type of thing yeah, so I actually you know crazy. shortened my name and even at work my name's shortened yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like this no, whole process no, I can certainly relate yeah. to that because honestly like my whole my full name's Abdullah um, which you know is an Arabic name which again my name's Arabic as Arabic, well Arabic yeah, yeah. Um, but in high school I think I just did say just Abdul and that's it let me make it, let me make mm. it simple for him and there was you know th- there is that fear because in, in class there was a substitute teacher it's always a substitute it's a teacher sub. it's always a sub <laughs> they right? have no respect they have no respect man. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know like you say because my last name is at the end mm. so they go by last name mm. and so they went all the way down mm. and they call and this lady called me um, Abdali oh wow right Abdali and I'm like I don't know how you mm. got Abdali they go well and then and then what point yeah. did you get lazy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> during the retirement <laughs> correct and then I wasn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say bully but I was mm. kind of been told that I, I got a friend and he's got his phone and he's got me as Queen Abadali. So, again, yeah, these are yeah, things yeah. Could, that could stick with you. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, you know, right, it's the name thing. It's that, the name thing. Do you feel when you guys introduce yourself, mm. you're introducing yourself with Z? Or? I do all the oh, time. Man. I do all the time now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... It, to be fair, like I do enjoy being Z because being Z has given me this confidence to kind of speak my mind and all this stuff. So, oh. you know what I mean? So I do enjoy like having that nickname because it says a lot about kind of the person that I've formed in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But 
when I tell people my name is Zalima, it's kind of, I don't have confidence behind that name. Zalima. I don't have strength behind that name. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel that like came from the compromise? Same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Wow. What about you, Abe? There you go. Mm. Abe, it's mm. actually Abraham. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, okay, um, here we go. It was year nine, and the teacher was going through the role. The, the role? Was it a roster? Yeah, 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 yeah. Roasting students, yeah. and she was just like, uh, Abraham. No, I feel we should just call you Abe. <laughs> Oh, wow. I, feel? I, that, I feel that's my choice. That's yeah. I, feel I just had a call in from God. And <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> it's yeah, like you man. do realize um, Abraham took his son up and yeah. nearly, nearly, nearly killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and here you yeah, are playing man. with my name. I might nearly kill you. So she took it upon herself yeah. to just say, you know what? No, you're Abe. That's it. Done but deal. the thing is, I didn't even speak the language at the time. So it was oh, like, oh, mate, you've okay. got an incredible story. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. You cool. Mm. Whatever. Yeah, I've um, learned English in like a couple of months. Four years, thanks to <laughs> oh audiobooks. God. Thanks to audiobooks. Yeah, my thanks to audiobooks and hardcovers. You could read along and just, just kind of. For me. And then became a poet a year later. <laughs> it's I, I think everybody's a poet because everyone has feelings that need to be. Everyone has emotions that is just suffocated. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think as soon as you get to a point of self realization of when to express them. Yeah. Uh, but then again, that's the yeah. thing about titles, though. As soon as somebody does something, we put them on a pedestal and give them a title. Yeah. yeah. And then when once you start responding to that title, you become it. Mm. And then all of a sudden, mm. your limitations have already been placed for you because you yeah. have a title. And now you mm. feel that this is my mom puts checks me all the time. She's yeah. like, well, I, 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 I'm not impressed. Mm. I'm not mm. impressed. Have you have it's you gotten powerful. the the name shortage? Oh, the one I used to get offended with was being called a pom. Because oh. when I got I that. A, yeah. I get that. I got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's a pom? Prisoner of Her Majesty in, from the UK oh. in Australia. So yeah, yeah. it felt just like a bit condescending or like we're better than you because you're mm. a prisoner. You're still stuck with the Queen. Mm. Yeah, and yet it's ironic because yeah. Australian is populated by prisoners. Yeah. I'm most that's likely. That's the reason Australia but, was formed. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, like, that's where I feel like it comes down to intent versus labels. And that's what another area I think it would be worth talking about. Like, mm. if the intent is endearing, I, I don't mind it. But if the intent is a bit condescending, I do mind it and 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 so how how do we navigate that because because even at the beginning i was like i even labeled myself as white in this conversation Mm -hmm. and that like made you feel a bit uncomfortable eh? because it was just like you were already compromising on your own exactly individuality i compromised my own yeah 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 (laughs) just to make us all feel comfortable yeah yeah and i did that because i've i've put my foot out before by not acknowledging difference or Mm. quote unquote difference because ultimately i feel like we're all one any human Mm. being no matter like even animals i feel like we're all one you know and plants and and the soil like uh, the stretch of the uni consciousness i feel mm-hmm. is is very vast and and so but i i want to at what point do you acknowledge or like what's the what's the appropriate footsteps because this is just like social con- connection or community mm-hmm. and everyone has different sensitivity levels so it's feeling each one out right or what what yeah. what's your experience of that um for me it's like it's everyone has their own unique history of what they've had to go through and their experience and I feel like for black people we all have kind of a all our experiences are different my experience wouldn't be the same as Ebs or Abdul's like it's mm-hmm. we've all shared you know but we do have a mutual kind of um, background of what we've experienced and I guess it's difficult for people who aren't black to 
appreciate it to the same extent because they haven't lived it. But I'm not saying that mm. you can't empathize and understand that, wow, that must have been difficult. You know what I mean? So mm. I understand how you feel like you need to say, you know, I'm white, so I'm not going to pretend like I understand what you've gone through. Mm. through. Yeah. And that's, mm. that's totally fine. Um, mm. But I, I really do like the way that you can see this kind of, you know, um, universal... I, and you were saying as well, mm. um, Abe, this kind of universal... Shared humanity. Shared humanity. I think it's so important. Mm. I struggle a lot being mixed race because my mum's white and my dad's black. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't feel white mm. at all, as, you know, as much as I try to assimilate to that for so many years. But it's also difficult for me to kind of connect with my African heritage because colorism is such a thing in the black community. Like mixed women are the ones who are put in movies or who are put on the pedestal and you know it traces back to slavery where mixed women were the ones who were put in the houses they were the house slaves rather than working in the fields mm. so there are these negative things as well like you experience being called a pom you know for me being mm. mixed race you know you're so beautiful you're so exotic you're so this but that for me is really negative because I don't want to hold those kind of you know implications to how I am as a person and how I mm. that disassociates me from the black community at the mm. same time mm. so everyone has their own levels of experience mm. and understanding so but I, I'm like I think that shared That's humanity thing is yeah. beautiful and I would really like to experience that eventually when you yeah. know we can all be honest and open with each other Absolutely. like you were saying how was it growing up watching mum and dad's relationship um, my mum and dad have a really beautiful relationship. It's they love each other so That's much. <laughs> but at the same time, my dad has a lot of struggles that my mum doesn't understand, mm. and I see that. And this is no disrespect to my mum at all. She is she's oh, she's got seven kids. You know she's she's you know MVP. she's my yeah Queen yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's my she's my idol. She's a beautiful woman. She's MVP. a beautiful person, and she's a real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she can't. Shout out to Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can't. You know, understand a lot of what my dad goes through. Mm. And my dad is a black West Indian man. He doesn't unpack any of that stuff. So it is difficult seeing a mixed race, um, a biracial relationship. Um, but at the same time, they have that love and that understanding that I've also experienced and that I, you know, aspire to at the same time. Does that love compensate for the struggles that you watch both sides go through? It does, actually. It Very does. They love, she, my mum loves my dad unconditionally yes. and he loves her. And they, you know, they had a lot of you know slack they cut a lot of slack when mm. they're in their early years of their relationship from both the black and the white community um but that love is so so strong and it's it's you know it's come from britain it's come to to australia mm. bringing all the kids bringing up children and it's it's mm. really really beautiful and important and i think that through that love they could work through those differences it's just a matter of my it's just you know, I don't know if you guys get this as well, but being a black man, it's it's very difficult. There aren't a lot of spaces to really talk about how you're feeling and have that understanding from people. You feel like you need to be the stone of the house and have that strength at all times. So my dad doesn't really talk about any of that stuff. Mm. And, you know, and it's, yeah, I feel like that communication mm. is key. Mm. If there are any publishers watching, please make sure this lady writes a memoir by the time she's 25. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm um, doing some gigs in schools and you see a lot of 
mixed race students just feeling out of out of place. Yeah, so your, um, yeah. your lived experiences with witnessing your parents go through what they go through in the early stages will really allow another mixed race girl. Thank you. Have 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 some self empowerment in terms of yeah. owning who they are. So and do not undermine your. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm. But it's hard for me to feel like I have the authority mm. to talk about black experience and that's really stupid because I am black, I'm clearly I look black but because I'm in this limbo where I don't feel like I connect to my white heritage or my black heritage mm. I feel like I don't have the authority to speak about it mm. and that's hard, I'm kind of, that's why I'm so nervous right now because <laughs> I'm in this limbo space where yeah. I don't know where to kind of hold on to and where I can kind of you know, mm. talk about and I don't feel like mm. I can talk about other people's experience but you can talk about mom and dad. Yeah. So you're the, you're pretty much what connects them right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you That's undermine good, yeah. that because of your own um, self-compromise and thinking yeah. that you don't have a shared 50-50 yeah. within these both cultures, black and white, then you pretty much are undermining your own authority. You want to ask? I love yeah. that. No, yeah, I think yeah, that's too. so powerful. Thank you. I really do appreciate that, yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> it does. It feels really, yeah, because I do undermine that and I don't think that way because I don't, I guess... I see my mum as whole. She's a whole white person. And mm. I see my dad as whole. He's a whole black person. Mm. Um, I see myself as half this, half that. Oh, and I don't oh, feel myself as a whole person. But what about um, in terms That's, of... But yeah. what about in terms of like... You know, in the, in the, I don't know, like in terms of the, the black community, in terms of how they look at you. Mm. Like, what's your experience <laughs> like there? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying so hard at the moment to... It's actually like the best thing that I've ever done coming to Australia was join this organization called Carib Vic, Caribbean Victoria. Mm. Um, they've really welcomed me and accepted me because there's a lot of mixed race people there and a lot of West Indian people and they've really accepted me. Um, but as everyone knows, the Caribbean's is a slaver's bay and if I, I don't feel like I can properly connect with my African heritage because I don't know it and I don't understand it, but I want to. And so when I go to places and I'm around African people, I really feel so connected to them, but I don't feel they feel connected to me. And I, and I understand right. that being a, you know, I, I, I honestly do feel like colorism is a massive thing in the black community. And right. I can see how a lot of black women would kind of, you know, how they've experienced being black and then having mixed race girls alongside them who have been more readily accepted into the white community because we have Eurocentric features and because our skin's lighter mm. and our hair's softer right. and things like that. So although I really want to connect with the black community more, there's that kind of, yeah, I don't feel like I really fit there either because of that. Hey, Question, have you had sleepovers with some of your school friends that you grew up with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so when, <laughs> when, when they showed up to your house and for the first time and seeing mum and dad, yeah. Were they shocked? Were they surprised? Did they demand an explanation to this? I have my my brother, who's my best friend. He's yeah. white, and my my sister's white, um, because they have a different dad to me, and that's the biggest thing. When I'm with my brother, and I tell people, or my sister, and I say, um, "This is my brother," they're like, "Oh." Okay, and they don't say anything, and they just look at us. See, I didn't. You don't get that in London. In they London, think you're you lying don't get or something. that. I think I'm lying, or that I'm like, Wait oh yeah, brother, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, I'm like, brother. and they force me to kind of explain to them that he's my half brother. He's not really your brother. Oh no, no, no. So you're, he's your half brother. Oh, you know. So wow. that really confuses them, and that yeah. when they see, oh, you guys won't <laughs> believe this, but when we first moved here, so I was born in London, and we moved here um, with my mum because she's Australian. We moved into a country town in Australia. 
Australia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We were the only um, black family. Like my best friends, the, me and my best friend were the only black kids in the school, but we were the only black family. Um, when my mum took my sisters to the supermarket one day, uh, she was just at the checkout with all my sisters, um, and this lady at the supermarket asked her, oh, your, your children are so beautiful. Where did you get them? Whoa! <laughs> like she just got them out of a catalogue in Kmart or something. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like it's, they, it's, it's so, difficult for people. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's heavy. That's it's heavy. heavy. It's oh difficult god. for people to actually appreciate the fact that a white woman would have a relationship with oh, a black man in yeah. Australia. That's yeah. very heavy. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure the intention of her wasn't. Necessary. No, no. <laughs> it, was, it was just pure ignorance. <laughs> pure ignorance, yeah, and, yeah. That's, the and thing. that's why it's almost comically charming. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I giggled because I'm like, that is like <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the only thing that saves it is the humor yeah yeah oh, yeah you have to <laughs> yeah. laugh at that. Yeah. man i have right. to laugh but about these been... comments i get oh, on yeah. a daily basis a daily i got basis. one the other day where i was with a black friend and we were going to go see the tupac movie yeah and we're at the candy bar and the the woman was like you know what movie are you seeing and i was like really excited i was I'm seeing tupac movie oh i should have known whoa <laughs> fuck off that happened to me a week ago <laughs> fuck off yeah. um, that's poor that happened to me yeah. a week ago yeah. but the most oh, sad no. thing about that was the fact that I had nothing to say in response because what can you say to that exactly yeah, well, hey, what can you say well, in the moment in the moment from fuck off yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. luckily my black luckily my black friend he was like what is that because we're both black and I was like, wow, like he's someone who has a lot of confidence. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. But for me, it's like this, it's this thing where you, in an ideal sense, you think if someone says something like that to me, I'm going to react in this way and I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah. But when someone actually says that, it's like they steal the words from your throat and you're just left there mm. with your skin glowing, mm. yeah. realizing mm. you're the only black people in that theater mm. as well. Yeah. And thinking about it the next day I thought about that comment till the next day and mm. I mm. felt like I really had to build myself up to go to work the next day mm. I had to have that small mm. comment and it's just yeah it's no, a lot. that's heavy that's yeah. heavy I mean you mum of course I, I read I read um, A Resilient Life oh yes, yes. Is, yeah, my mum's book yeah, oh, yeah. Book and, yeah. and how the experience of living in Brighton in Brighton yeah. oh, that's, oh, yeah. the widest community <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and rich yeah and rich yeah man and rich and, 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 and rich like for you Shit. man you know that, 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 that experience was an unbelievable experience because honestly uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a black man I would say that it was, all, it was mostly positive of mm. course, I'm not going to say that he wasn't. Or maybe I was just ignorant. I don't know, mm. right? But when I first went there, you know, um, it was it was kind of very jarring, of course. And it's it's the culture shock, of course. When I first came here, it's pretty much where we moved in, right? Yeah. So from, from Kenya, where I, where I got raised, boom, into, straight into Brighton. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people were good, but then you got all these questions. And, you know, there's the pressure of me being about was it when I went to the high school about 14 or something like that mm. um, the pressure of being the spokesperson for all of Africa yeah. <laughs> you know uh, other than a four- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I, I think that's, that's a hell of a responsibility, responsibility for a 14 year old yeah that's a crazy and, and, and by the way carried it out all the way throughout high school and then you know you got subjects oh, like boy. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys <laughs> okay this is, yeah. oh my lord he's taking his jacket off <laughs> I don't know if you guys, to cool down. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys remember this uh, situation because I remember vividly. Um, it was the situation when, um, not situation, but it was when Madonna mm. adopted an African child, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And 
and I was the only black guy in that class. I think it was year 12, so I was about 18 at this point. And then they were like, okay. What's your educated opinion on this? Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> and then uh, the teacher would uh, do her little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, <laughs> Can you speak in front of the school on your opinion? Yeah. Yes. Can you speak on behalf of the child Madonna's new side? Yeah, yeah. I'd give oral presentations when there were no oral presentations. You know, hey, please come up into the class, in front of the class and talk about this. And they would all look at me going like, when the teacher finishes her thing, the article, blah, blah, blah. So I'd do... And then everyone would just look at me like just, okay, so, you know... Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> and you know, high school, you guys all know high school. Like, I'm not, no. you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't, I don't. And I was like, and then the worst thing is, I gave in. Yeah. I and gave, you gave, you I gave, gave him a in. statement? I gave in. I believe in. I believe. I said, like, you know what? I believe it's wrong. I believe it's not right. I don't even know white, why, but uh, I don't stepped know up. that a white, stepped rich up. Madonna music, oh, well, musician can just come in there, okay? Just give charity like the rest of the people, okay? Don't come mm. in there and just steal away take this them. baby. Take the baby. Uh, with, of course, the mom's consent. But, so, you know, so yeah, you become this ridiculous, like this spokesperson throughout your life. And I, I don't know have the que- I don't have the questions. I barely have questions for myself. Mm. And I go, so in that neighborhood, it was very... And the only way... Because I didn't know how to communicate, you know what I mean? And the only way I retaliated, unfortunately, was through anger because no one understood me. Mm. So I got in a lot of fights. Mm. Uh, and so I, I didn't, because once I didn't know how to resolve things, I didn't know how things worked here. Mm. And so I just kind of just retaliated on things. So it was very difficult in that sense. Where mm. And then I kind of, but the thing was, it helped that I knew English. Mm. Uh, you did audiobooks, Abe, but you, you mm. learned through that. I learned it through uh, Sesame Street. Mm. Oh, wow. and my mom taught me as well, just reading reading to us a lot. Wow. So when I first came here, it was... Wow, it was like so many things, right? It's it's like the lingo. I didn't know what mozzie was until like... <laughs> What Until I was about it, Muzzy is like a cool slang for just mosquito, and I did not know that. <laughs> cool slang. A cool slang. Cool. I did not know that. I thought it was a different insect, different species, yeah. and it wasn't. I swear to God. Yeah, and and then I used things like you know peanut butter and jelly, and, and you know instead of jumper, it was sweater. And I people say, dude, you know you're gonna get that sweater. I mean uh, jumper. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So there, again, wow, yeah. It's the English. Like I thought I learned the right English. I didn't. You know. We're speaking mm. the same language, but we're not, we're not. you know. And uh, wow. and and the fact that you know what, we didn't live in a community that is my own. So mm. uh, my so my mom and dad really did a fantastic job to to kind of when we came. Our, okay, one situation I'll tell you how my mom stepped up and said, you know, this is who you are. Was one mm. day before high school, I went before I started school, I went and into the bathroom, and I straightened my hair. I tried to anyway. It was oh, an wow. attempt on it, mm. and. I parted it this way because that was all the cool, like, that was the big time. Yeah, you remember Backstreet Boys? You remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Party. You remember Backstreet Boys? You know that one that was named Nick? Or whatever. Anyway, uh, so that's that's the kind of hair I loved. And I went in, it was a station wagon, I went all the way to the back so mom can't see me. But then she came in, she saw the review, she's like, oh. So how old are you? I was about, I was 15. 15, 15. Yeah, 15. And then she said, Hey, what the? <laughs> what did you do to your hair? <laughs> what did you do to your hair? And she was angry. I'm Nick Carter, man. I'm Nick Carter. <laughs> this is a cool thing. And she's like, "You better get out of this car, get into that bathroom, and comb your hair." <laughs> and then she really sat me down and said, "Look, this is not, you know, you just stop trying to be someone who you're not." Mm. That's uh, great. And she said, "This is who you are." And so every night, every sorry, every when we came from school, you know, we would sit down and talk and 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 uh, just say, no, maybe not formally, but just kind of say look this is who we are mm-hmm. 
That's you know, beautiful. Yeah. That's so And cool. I never grew up in Somali. So, yeah, she, they try to really she'll speak your language when you know, don't speak English. Um, and, and, you know, little things like that that really helped me down. So it was a tough situation. But my mom and dad, that's what happens when you have great, you know, uh, I was very lucky, I'm saying, mm. to yeah. have great parents mm. to, to kind of just teach us. Oh, man. Yeah. They never get I it. Admire it them, so man. Well, I admire them. Yeah. What about you, man, when you were traveling? Of course, when you took that year off and, yeah. and living amongst communities that aren't mm. your own, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. You can't. I suppose you have to. You go into everyone with humility and open, wide eyes because mm. um, you can't ever assume you know what's up in a place mm. you don't know what's up. Mm. I suppose. Have you ever done? Have you done anything? I mean, it was the hair. Yeah. For you, it was. Um, what was it? Hair. I got hair as well. Hair as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did, like, did you try to do anything to kind of just fit in, and you were like, "Wait a minute, this is a bit ridiculous." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun. I reckon. Oh man, actually, for, most of my life I haven't really. I, like, I actually get identification out of being different. <laughs> so, so I, I kind of flipped the paradigm because I always felt different in England because I was Aussie. Like, I went to England when I was four, so my parents spoke Australian. I had a bit of an Australian twang. I can pay it relatively, so I always felt different. So, I kind of embraced that and and found comfort in it rather than feeling alienation in it. Um, yeah. So, so you were born here and then you went to yeah. Oh, yeah. For, until how? So I feel, to be honest, yeah, it's an interesting question. I feel pretty lost in my identity. That's why I don't really have a strong affiliation with a country or a, mm. a, a culture because I feel, I, I feel truly international in a lot of ways, but I don't, I mean, That's how it should be, though, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, international, like, <clears throat> shared humanity, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, that's why I probably don't relate so much to, like, particularly Aussie culture yeah. and, and AFL and all this kind of, those kind of energies. It's just, I don't, it just doesn't resonate, you know? It's, when, I first, when I first met him, I, I mean, it was just the vibe, he was switched on. From, from from the conversation from the get go, it was like, "Yo, come and check out some beats," and it's just like, and I've been trying to, I think, um, convey it across to him that I'm not trying to befriend you for anything else other than just that you're an awesome person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we just vibed, mm. and it's it's always the struggle when you when you meet people who are just so authentic. Who just don't try to fake authenticity, and you're just like, yeah, I think this person encourages me and challenges mm -hmm. me in some way, shape, or form, man. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this comes back to what you said earlier in terms of uh, facilitating this conversation, and even you yourself are lost identity-wise. So it's like mm. all of us, we've got to find our place in this earth, so true, and contribute to it. Which means we've got to, we've got to, we've got to challenge both black and white. Yellow, oh yeah, purple, yeah. yellow, aliens who are visiting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd so love to true. hear about your experience, anyway. Um, so when we first got into what happened in Australia, we lived out in Littledale. Um, Littledale, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. kind of near Emerald Way. Danny Nongs. Well, if you don't know about Littledale, Littledale is known for its free-range chicken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Of all things. <laughs> of all things. Uh, and it's, that, always, that always brings recognition. But I guess... I, I made everyone feel comfortable because I understood um, the time frame um, of 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 just being able to let everyone around me understand that I was alright, even though I wasn't mm. as um, as as a young person or as a young person growing up in this country. Um, being one of eight children, <coughs> growing up in a household of eight children, eight other children. I don't know where they came from. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. And it's, of course, my siblings. I'm just joking. It's, 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 it's having a mother that, that structured our lives around spirituality 
not necessarily religion, spirituality. There's a difference in that. There's um, difference. In being able to deal with expectations and victories and also understanding um, as a human being uh, at some point, um, life just, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. And you got you, you to gotta cling on to uh, bringing yourself back up again. Um, and first and foremost, my dad had no formal education and yet he managed to keep my whole family alive, even though he died before we got here. And it's like, um, my mother's interpretation is that of all that is that uh, you win some lose some mm. um, and, and to, to think even she had no formal education um, and she always expresses how much she would have loved to learn to read or write to this day she wakes up every morning and goes to Ames as a matter of mm. fact she's doing it tomorrow um, mm. just she sees that as one of the things that she's been denied of because she came from a generation that was um, escaping warfares so we meant they had no time for school, no time to process what was going on. They just had to keep safety as a priority. And I mean, for that's the thing about women, though. They make decisions and choices every day that um, either make or break families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think everything that we tried to do as, as her children was just trying to honor the fact that her sacrifice mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. came at an expense mm-hmm. of her whole life being devoted to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's... I don't take none of this for granted in, 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 mm. in trying to understand other people. Mm. In that I'm not trying to, in any way, shape, or form, um, get people to understand how hard it was. But it's like, no, no, no. You shouldn't um, compromise about your life because our lived experiences are different. But at the same time, um, they're, they're the only things that will make this world a better place. Yeah. When, 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 when we give them time and space and, and, and just shared responsibility and going, okay, this person is different. Let's hear them out. Mm. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, that's just beautiful because when you give someone that space and just kind of hear them out, I mean, that's that's what I think what's missing. I believe. Yeah. You know, to hear this like their side of the story. Like I get. And what's stopping that then? Like what? What is, is that's, it? That's tough. You've created this space. Mm. Yeah. That right there. We're starting. We're starting. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't really... Answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, did it. Because, <laughs> like you said, conversations and stories really kind of open doors. and They change lives, They man. change lives, yeah, man. And, and it's all yeah. about conversation. Uh, mm, because mm. without conversation and hearing from different sides... Because yeah. I used to always have that one side of, yeah, this, this, this. And then, then I'm like, oh, but there's this side of it. Absolutely. You know? And I was like, oh, damn. There is yeah. that. Mm. And I, I'm too embarrassed to even say what I used to be like, okay, no, this is this is the way because I've been taught, you know, differently. I mean, the same thing for so long, mm. especially with religion, right? Mm. You just mm. get taught this like this is how it is, mm. and then I go, oh snap! But it ain't, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it ain't. Exactly. Um, so, uh, for example, like, oh, man, this is bad. but now say it's good. It's good because <laughs> yeah. it's sharing your lesson. Gotta let it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in in grade nine, I was like, man, I was really. I was really against, like, not against. I would be like, homosexuality was like um, a choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, no, nah, it's a choice. And well, by the way, we were in science class when I said this. So, um, and so. Uh, what did you say? Yeah. What did you say? Uh, no, I, I was like, the lady, you know, we were talking about biology and we were talking about da, 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 chromosomes. Mm. And then, uh, the, you know, the subject came up and uh, she said, you know, there's a, there's a choice. And I'm uh, sorry, it's, it's scientifically, blah, blah, blah. It's not their fault. I go, no, no, no. It is, no, it's a choice. Mm. Oh, okay. Why is it a choice? You know, how come it's a choice? Uh, 
look, it's a choice. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's okay. what I've been told. That's right. I didn't want to say that. I was like, no, because I wanted to God, tell you. Like, God told yeah, me. God told me that. Yeah, so yeah. Right. Oh, it's right. I don't even know if God said it. That's the thing. I don't even know because so many people have their own agendas. Mm. With Like you said, there's a difference between spirit, difference. spirituality yeah. and, and, and religion. Yeah, spirituality is how you cope different. with life's eminent disappointment. Exactly. Eminent, right. Yeah, and faith is different. Right. Absolutely. Very different. There's such Absolutely. different things. Right. So I think, no, this is how it is. No, this is how it is. Religion told me. Yeah, and then and then my brother though he was the type of guy who was the free. He was the black sheep. He was the free thinker, right? And he was like, no, no, Junior, no, 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 not Yusuf. The other guy, Abdi. I don't know if you've met him. Yeah, no, no, that's Yusuf. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a big. That's another one. Yeah, that's the Afro guy. Because they all have Afros. Maybe you've met him. Maybe he did have an Afro. Maybe he did have an Afro. But he was he was like the free thinker. So he's like, nah, man, that's not. He always checks me. He's like, nah, dude, I don't think that's how it is and I was like no no it is it is no it is and then years later mm. and I did my own thing I was like yeah you're right it ain't and then yeah. the conversation but it was through conversation yeah. constant conversation it wasn't just one day and yeah okay cool I know exactly what it is or I accept you what you're saying mm. it's through that constant conversation absolutely so that's the number one mm. thing it's gotta come and then people have to be patient though because yeah. with the youth mm-hmm. like right now we have that youth of, of, of especially with, with Africans they go oh these guys are bad da, 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 and that's it within by the way I'm not talking about outside I'm talking within the African yeah. community Absolutely, right. they go nah these people da, 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 what are we doing uh? and I go but can't we like let's actually have a first of all let's make a space for them alright yes. which yes. you know Always. people do and you know let's make a space, make a space for mm. them uh, and, and then go from there but I, I love Z's analogy of unpacking I feel like that's okay, a nice yeah. way to do it yeah like going deeper or going deeper and unpacking all of that right. so you won't know what's in the shelf until you bring into the exactly yeah yeah true. you gotta look through it yeah, yeah. True. how how has um, has religion or spirituality and faith played a f- um, any role in the way you've come to where you are right now no so my um, my grandmother is Jehovah's Witness um, and my dad was brought up she's um, still witnessing I'm she sorry is. <laughs> She's still, yeah, she is. She's still witnessing Jehovah every day. <laughs> my dad was brought up in that um, space, and my mum's an atheist. So I was brought Whoa. up. I don't. I'm not religious in any way, shape, or form. But mm. I'm a very spiritual person. Mm. So I really, I could really kind of appreciate and understand where you're coming from with that spirituality. And I think mm. it's so important. I think it's what mm. um, connects us as humans, <clears throat> that spirituality, to actually realize that we are all these spiritual energies and that's how we can connect and I this is just my personal opinion but Mm. I feel a lot of the time religion separates us and divides us and it's not something that I I think spirituality and faith are very different things and I feel Mm. like black people I feel like people from African descent are very spiritual Mm. we have these stories and like we were saying before like we were saying that um, African history is taught through stories and conversations and communication so we have this spiritual way of being that's all through talking and understanding each other and I feel like somewhere along the way that's been cut off so that we don't speak to each other anymore we don't speak about our um backgrounds or our experiences Mm. but a lot of the black community are very religious Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and they're very different things absolutely absolutely spirituality makes you respect um other other human beings yeah. regardless mm. of how much you might, you might disagree with them it makes you yeah, respect that yeah. thing that you don't see uh, which some people call a soul and so forth I mean when you were talking about it. before playing 
plants and animals and mm. all these things having 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 emotions as well and mm. and, and and having no room for folks i mean all of these just the vibrations expressions yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 do you guys remember he lived with um pigs <laughs> yeah yeah how was that experience yeah, I mean, what is that experience wait a second wait a second wait a second wait a second let's take you don't it back. know i did not know that <laughs> i'm telling you this man i just met so we you know i'm not doing this podcast anymore <laughs> 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 no, I just did it for a. I was just charmed by. It. I saw some pigs in a sty, and I was like, I want to live with you guys, just because. Why not? <laughs> you know, they they exist. I exist. Let's just see if we can get along, and um and also because they got a bad rap, and you know people look down on them and think they're smelly and stinky. Um, so I kind of just wanted to trans. I wanted to expe- experience a transformative. Of that paradigm, okay. um, my mother was was watching Chat Online um, in in the morning, and he was on. <laughs> and, was, ma- and mom was like, "Come see this crazy white man." <laughs> so, I know that crazy man. And so, you're like, you, I'm there I know like, I'm, wait a minute. <laughs> Hi. And then you didn't have the guts to say that you were my friend. I couldn't, I couldn't restore your dignity. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was just a moment for her. It was. It had a lot to do with curiosity. Yes, mm. she was like, "Why is he? Why would he put himself through that?" Correct. Yeah. But at the same time, she. Understood, I think, um, the idea of curiosity and experience. So she was like, "I wonder how he felt." Yeah, which, yeah. which brings me to ask you, how? I mean, what did you bring out of that experience? Because what everybody saw was like, "This man is crazy." Yeah, on the outside, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, what it brought is me is just a direct experience with seeing them as equal to me essentially mm. like you do this a bit different you like they shit in the corner so they like they, they're a bit they're clean like mm. i shit in a corner shit in a toilet corner so like we're True. we're similar like that True. um but they're pretty they've got a different level of state of consciousness that's for sure they're quite mm. aggro and not really looking out for each other they're kind of like i'll have mine i'll have mine yep. mm. um so yeah they're like that which I didn't really resonate with <laughs> but, but I, I liked their chillness I liked that they were just like this is my life and I'm, I'm happy I'm doing my thing you know like they're very kind of like content essentially the headline was their life I'm life oh, Let, yeah. let's all get along and that, that's pretty much it and really knocking down the boundaries in my own mind and my own judgments of what they are and what they they look like through my reality and trying to come to a more objective level of what it's like to be them and and so therefore how can we have a true objective shared experience of one another in a really respectful um i acknowledge your worth you exist and therefore we're the same and that's like if we start at the level of oh, like man. you exist and therefore we're the same you... everything is like i respect and love everything because everything is essentially extended self like it's just a different mm. wave in the ocean oh no doubt um and it's just the coming together of those waves the witnessing one another they give us love. I certainly relate to that because because recently, I mean, for you, for me, um, it was more dogs, right? Because with dogs, I, I, man, in Kenya, I think I don't, I don't really respect. Dogs. I was like, no, they're dirt. They're just the scum of the earth, really. In my, uh, as a kid, so I, they didn't even get a good rap either. Mm. And then I came to this country. And Worship them. <laughs> they, yeah, but but the thing is, like, own doctors and yeah, but I didn't live with a dog until like say 2014, uh, and I was like, okay, damn, because I'm very scared of dogs, and I didn't, you know, but having lived with the dog, it was a German Shepherd, big German Shepherd, oh. yeah, big German Shepherd, uh, having lived with it and and kind of understand, I mean, it gave me a different, you know, 
um, view on on, mm. on, on mm. dogs. It's you know as a mm. whole, mm. right? And I think that's much more like with just human beings, really, in a different. Yeah. Mm. Once you know and you get to, every time I judge a person, this is the crazy thing. Yeah. Every time I judge a person mm. or said, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. As soon as I have a conversation, as soon as I talk. We're good friends. Like yeah. we are good friends. Because we're all people. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, and strangers are only a handshake away from becoming friends. That's yeah. my favorite quote I from you. I love that. That is my, my one of my favorite quotes from you, man. It, it's uh, it's the best because yeah. it is only a handshake away. That's what it takes, man. And it only takes. And I like that. I like so, that simplicity. I mean, regardless of where people are living, regardless of status, um, there's one thing that we all aspire for each other, and that is. For people to be well, yeah. mm. uh, and it's it's weird. It's, it's weird how we've all we've created our own division, and at the same time, keep forgetting that we also can restore it mm. uh, very easily too. Like mm. yeah, very easily, mm. powerful. But it's like, do we want to? Though? That's the thing. There's yeah. such like, it's really, really, really difficult because there's such a for the black community, and I appreciate that because there's such a history of struggle and as such a history of oppression and as such a history of putting trust into people and then mm. being let down and just being killed and slaughtered that it's very very hard for black people to put their guard down mm. and have that have that conversation because mm. Many a times they've put their guard down and they've be and they've trusted people and that's been you know showed to be not wise for them. Mm. So mm. it's difficult for black people to then you know be vulnerable mm. and to open that conversation and put trust into someone else to be, give them the respect that they deserve and not mm. kind of let history repeat itself. And mm. so I think it, like I was saying with the unpacking, I think it's going to take a long time of unpacking. Mm. But this is where we start holding those spa these spaces and letting people talk about their experience and then connect with other people and see how other people have lived the same ex same experience. And yeah, it's it's mm. beautiful. This space is beautiful right mm. now. Yeah, and also mm. though, mm. I mean, for me, the way I feel is. They are not going to have any choice in terms of not connecting. Once that person shares their story, right? Mm. You go, oh, mm. I know where he's coming from, where she's coming from, and you have no like, you have no choice, no choice yeah. right? You go, yeah, no, I see mm. where you're coming from. Now mm. you become human now, mm. instead of just a uh, a number or or just no, a skin no. color or uh, you know whatever it is, mm. you become a human being to them. And again, mm. stories are so important, and like that, like you said, mm. conversations through conversation. Stories come out, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so that that's why I feel like uh, I'm, I was very lucky that my mom has always been a, an amazing storyteller, and she always tells us because I always, for example, right, as a black kid, got influenced heavily by the media, of course, right, yeah. in this country, and so I thought as African, I thought, you know what, um, always played the victim. Um, and I mm. always felt, you know what? No, we're not that great. Oh, oh we poor and oh, and I hate that. right. I hate oh, that. come on, eat, you know, you know that classic. Uh, eat your food. There's starving mm. kids in Africa. Oh. right. You've heard that before. Yes, or the classic. Oh, I'm going to take a gap here and yeah, spend a couple, and spend couple, a couple of weeks couple, in Africa weeks. and teaching them English. <laughs> and take, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like patronizing. Unless they need to learn another language, and they already try trying to save some of theirs. Yeah, some of the indigenous languages. Mm -hmm. right? But I mean, I mean, when you think about it, the reason why we're stripping all the humanity out of the um, people in detention is mm. the fact that we don't know their names. Oh, that's exactly right. We never right. see their faces on TV because yes. it's always that's shadowed exactly up. Exactly right. We stripping people's humanity literally from mm. that because we think we need to process them. I mean, 
what justification do you need when someone goes, I'm in danger, I need help? Exactly. Mm. And it's, it, see, this is the thing, though. The people who represent this country have no idea about the people who actually live in this country. Mm. So, so it boils down to... There is that disconnect. That, it's mm. a disconnectedness. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a creative manipulative tool in that mm. uh, you preach this financial prosperity and, 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 and just the notion of, no, we need to put things in order. It's like, no, you can't put life in order. It's happening right now. It has its own intelligence, doesn't it? <laughs> Which means, really, if you're going to express generosity to your own close kids or, or people that you care about, why wouldn't you express generosity to someone who's risked their lives exactly. halfway here begging you just for a chance? What's the boundary? Language. They're going to pay a tax when they work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but once, once again, we strip people of, of humanity. I mean, you just said yeah. before, life is life. Mm. But as soon as we... Um, Blur that part out. We can justify our acts of inhumane. That's horrible. And exactly. I'm, and I'm not even exactly sure right. if it is the language, you know, because I think it's just the way, say, you know, because they've been perpetuating this, this story of, mm. of they came through here, they came here by boat, and therefore that is straight away, as soon as you hear boat, you illegal. go, nah, illegal. Yeah. We should not have these people here. Mm. Even though, you know, stats show that it's very beneficial to have, you know, immigrants here. And again, mm. like you said, though, but. Uh, just having look, we're all immigrants. I'm an immigrant, right? Mm. And uh, yes, I didn't come through a boat, but I came I think through. Everyone is an immigrant, yeah, right? <laughs> really? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, if you're gonna go technically, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and and you know, <laughs> but but the same time though is, you know, you gotta give people a chance to kind of, you know, prosper, and I, I mean, kind of bloom. Absolutely, I blossom. Think? Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't undermine uh, a, a recent immigrant in particular circumstances mm. of repression. Like, there's difference. So yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm. Australia has this really fragile nationality kind mm. of complex, where because mm. they stole this land very, very recently. Yeah, that's interesting. They're very scared of people coming by boat and taking what's theirs because mm. they it's know right. it's not theirs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of my analysis of it. It's like people coming by, by, by boat to take their jobs and to take what's theirs. It's this very fragile sense of nationality that, you know, they earned this and they, 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 they want to keep it. And, you know, even though it is really stolen because they haven't uh. actually, a lot of people haven't act, don't actually appreciate the fact that it's stolen on a daily basis, which, you know. No. But that's how you jeopardize what you want to keep to yourself yeah mm. um, yeah you yeah. endanger it by trying yeah. to protect it where if you open it up and understand that okay we've done wrong and it would be wrong to try to keep it to ourselves you start to have people um coming to nurture uh, what the past has been like in yeah. understanding that the future's mm. got to be different mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, how, how about how about your really travels true. what happened what happened during your travels how how was that <laughs> going to different countries that you just won from uh, but traveling somebody with a backpack. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I definitely you notice different vibrations in different ones, like St. Lucia, which is w near from where you're from, Zay. Mm. I, uh, I found like it a different vibration to say, like Miami, obviously. Like the difference is obvious. It's, yeah, it's just interesting experience and different levels of consciousness. That's what I feel like. It's mm. like we're, we've got a higher level of consciousness, it's fair to say, than say a rat. Mm. We've got a bigger brain, we've got a bigger nervous system, we've got more responsibility, therefore. Mm. And so, I I feel like by slight increases in elevations of consciousness as, as a human, we also have responsibility for those that haven't awoken to their own power. You know, like you, Abe, have so clearly awoken to yourself and self-actualized and self-realized. You've obviously taken this responsibility of how you see the world 
it now and are in service to others mm. who have come from whatever background that are in need of healing I, I suppose how have you come to that conclusion or what's your conviction in going this is what I want to do with my work mm. I mean the definition of freedom is to do whatever you want to do within 24 hours so it's kind of like I mean what do you do after that how, how can you deny someone else mm. um, who's not denying you what you have and it also boils back to um, I understand the odds now if my family was to try this journey again we wouldn't end up here mm. it's realizing that and going okay how do I make this count for something mm. Mm. How, how do I make sure I'm not just I mean with all due respect to everybody and their choices but like, how do I make sure that when all is said and done um, at least I've I've said a I've thanked the person who ensured that my family ended up here because mm. I would never get to meet that person. I mean, the thing about the refugee process back then, anyway, before they closed up, my family was the last of the family that got processed to come here. And it's, it's known right now there are people who crossing border into Israel, people crossing border into other desperate places and literally exercising all their desperation. That's how families break up. My family didn't go through that. It would be me doing myself a, a disservice and being selfish enough to kind of buy into the notion of, oh, this is my life, I'm going to live it how I want to and enjoy it. When you get to that last moment, you kind of go, wait a minute, what did I do? That's that's always been it for me. And I mean, that's, that's the reason why um, it's not trying to speak or preach or nothing, but it's just going, look, this is this is what I have. Not comparing it to you, but um, I hope you see it. Yeah, mate, it's so powerful. But how do you specifically resolve any pain or blockages, or how have you in the past? You know, like because because mm. we can all, as humans, like grab onto something. It's com it's comforting mm. to cling on to pain and to re. You know, it's absolutely. I mean, one of the things one of the things that my brother and I you, you talked about recently, or very recently, I'm talking about last week. Talk, talk about it. It was like I. We used to numb our feelings because we were moving so much. So whenever we moved to a new community, we wouldn't make friends on purpose, or we would make friends, but it was always arms length. Stay here, because right. tomorrow I don't know where you're going to end up. I'm not trying to invest wow. my energy or my love and my generosity in you. Um, and you start to treat people with the numbness of just okay. If that person is not of, of any benefit to me, mm. forget them. Mm. And that ruthlessness comes from understanding survival. Mm. I'm gonna kill you before you kill me, mm. or you, or we're gonna have to part ways uh, before it happens. Because that's the notion of the environment um, that, that the refugee people come out of. Uh, that's the notion the people that that come out of war. It's the it's nice. understanding that we can't exist. We gotta. One of us has got to stay. Oh, uh, dude, that's but I mean, bringing it level. back. This is why. This is why I'm not impressed, or my my family's not impressed by this notion of everybody calling me a pot. It's like I, I, I'm I'm really just trying to be true to my feelings because mm. I'm feeding from that energy, man. It's the only thing that is making me curious about other human beings who were born here. It's like, what's it like to grow up in Australia? To go to primary school with some friends and be in touch with them and compare each other's lives and motivate each other and realizing where you're going in life. I didn't have that. Now, I'm not in any way, shape or form being in self-pity, but it's like that is astounding. Yeah. Do you realize what you have? It's just a fact. Wow. Exactly. You can, you can plan your life out because of the st stability of what you have. Oh. That's, that's been it for me. That's the only reason why I chose art. I mean... Uh, Abdul, he's, he's a wonderful artist, being being in film and photography and so forth. That it's like art really does heal. You, mm. you just have to, you just have to make sure you're doing it for the right reason. In that 
you are self-reflecting when mm. you're doing it, do you, not for the mainstream purposes. Do you think, Abe, that's so interesting for me, um, that survival mentality that you've spoken about, because obviously mm. I haven't grown up with mm. that. Um, do you think that's something that's carried to, um, like you were saying, youth today, African mm. youth today in Melbourne at the moment, do you think that's something that they still carry and it's something that perhaps um, it seems for you that art and just Poetry and being true to yourself has really kind of unraveled that mentality. Mm. Do you think that's something that we should kind of mm. they should implement? I'm, I'm not Absolutely. sure. What, yeah, it, it, it made me understand uh, why everything that has happened had happened. Yeah, um, it's it gave like, a reason to it. Yeah, it's almost like wherever you are in life, um, it's where it's where you think um, you're going to be. That's where you eventually end up. Um, a lot of I've got about nine friends who I've met here, and the one thing we had in common was all of our dads died, mm. and just being raised by single mothers, single mothers who had to play the both roles. Mm. Um, and so for us, it was acting up in the streets, just being tough as nails. Because really, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. A lot of African kids that are being it's called Apex, for example. Yeah. It's like, come on now. These are just kids who have been lacking affection, who have been lacking stability, who have been yeah. lacking home advantage, yeah. who have been lacking everything that the Australian youth have. But it's their and fault. Yet it's, you know, it's their problem. You know I mean? And they're but, the ones who have the to solve it. You know? They've got youth centers mm. that literally apply for grants based on the notion that we're helping these kids. But those finances never come back no, for the resources. No, no, no. So it's like, these are the same kids that are being yeah. exploited and yet they yeah. end up in juvie and everybody's like oh they, they, they're gangs and like, exactly you oh label God. somebody something they're going to live up to it of course mm. of course you, so you, you label a cat a dog is going to start to mm. bark yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just life um, we, we feed onto the everything that we have mm-hmm. uh, and that's just that's powerful though if you think of that like what you can create and influence then in in terms of what you give and as an artist as a, as a speaker you, you actually change the vibration of people and what they see in themselves and believe in themselves but on, on the opposite like if you label them you're a powerful motherfucker <laughs> that will become, <laughs> become that yeah, yeah. I, I would love to be a part of creating these spaces for those youths because I can't tell you well I'm sure you understand like how much it breaks my heart to see the media rip into this apex gang you know what I mean like it's mm. it's awful mm. it's one sad. of the mistakes they did mm. was they took one of the one of the kids we ran a studio in Credit Revenue the 24 hour access space um, and they took one of the kids pictures and put it on the on the on the, on the project it's like how you we know you this guy it? how and, and you start to realize com- uh, the, 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 the whole community, not just the African community, but the majority of the community, they don't even, they don't even put the media in its proper place. Because yeah. here's what they don't understand. These yeah. kids will either inherit these communities or they will harm these communities. Now, yeah. you're making the choice of fueling or adding gasoline to the fire. Mm. So it's like, and these kids just want jobs. When we first got here, we, just, we wanted to work at Hungry Jack so bad because they had free refills. <laughs> They're just kids. Yeah. They're kids, yeah. and that's yeah. what we need to we remember. We wanted to work at Coles and things yeah. of that nature, but we never got them. Um, so it's like, how, how, do you, how do you fit in when you're being singled out? Mm. That's Mate, it's, and that's why, like, again, I, when, I, when I look at you and hear you talk and who, where you are right now, I think you've, you've evolved faster than barely anyone I know mm, <laughs> like mm. from where you've come and where you're at now that's a rapid evolution in terms of your state of consciousness and your 
your your your change in you, yourself. It's, mm. It blows me away. I, it no. really does. My, yeah. my brother um, graduated as a biochemist. Mm. Um, I think it was it was a proud moment in that my mom didn't compare us in terms of what we're doing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, one that's of the beautiful. things he said to me was that um, he's like, I'm not proud of this accomplishment because the, the idea is to serve the community. Um, and it was like, if you're going to do anything with your life, just don't leave your mind unattended. And that's, I took that four years ago and literally ran with it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm so special cool, or for any of that reason that anybody cannot get to hear. It's just that you've got to use your time for all it's worth, for whatever it is you're trying to get it. Um, and for me, it's been, okay, how do I contribute har- harmoniously to this community that doesn't understand us? Mm. And that's, mm. that's where Creative Rebellion Youth came from. Mm. Uh, we work with, with the girls, we work with boys, we work with pretty much anyone who has, has been through it all. Um, and we, we anticipate any young kid who comes out of juvie, be like, dude, come here. we don't give a damn about what you did. You did your time. Now it's time to learn to forgive yourself. Now it's time to learn oh, to revolution- revolutionize like your life and, and, and take charge, man. Mm. You you can't you can't you can't let this all get to your head. Yeah. Yesterday doesn't count. I, I'm gonna stop preaching. But also also that's real. This is so important. It's so strong, and I'm, I'm I thank you so much for preaching that because it's yeah. so important. People need to hear that. Yeah. Oh, dude, like it's how much of it is like the catalyst from where you've come from? Because from on the other side of things, people that are privileged or have have all the education in the world haven't got the fire in them that you have, and that's pr- probably due to the catalyst or the mm. process that you've been through in yourself and in your own journey, and how, you. Mm. The conviction, you know, the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. You know, you've gone, you've like, you've gone deep in yourself, and you've pulled out these this wisdom. That so inspiring, yeah. But is it, it's 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 attainable though. Um, you've you've just gotta you just gotta stop buying into the the notion of ownership. Ownership is a myth. Everyone is trying to own something. Mm. Everyone's trying to own a house. Everyone's trying to have their own family, own business. Like, <laughs> yeah, own okay. a family and is then, a funny then one. Then what? <laughs> then what? You want a Rolls Royce? Then what? <laughs> no, you're right. Then, then hashtag. Then, then what? Then what? Then what? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. You want to be famous? Then what? <laughs> No, that hap- that has happened. That, like, sure. and 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 I've, I've been <laughs> rejected so many times response. by publishers, um, and and it's like it's been joyful because I don't think they understood what I was going through. Mm. And now, uh, when we self-publish, one, one of the kids was a really talented dude who just did some rough time and just and he started doing uh, InDesign's layout, and he just started following me to gigs and just literally recording all the poems that I wrote, and then just like, dude, this is this is this is the book. What do you want to name it? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And 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 Amazing. then the. And then the publishers are kind of shooting back like, oh, we now we want to publish it because it's not in the stores and we've just self-published it. And any person who wanted it kind of got it. But then it boils back to um, we think certain people have to be uh, special. Where it's like your lived experiences matter. Mm. They should be turned into a book because you will never know what young girl is going through mm. with, the, with the life that you live. Where mm. th- when they read yours, they will feel empowered. But what the publishers are not doing is mm. that they're not giving everyday people a chance no. No. in terms of expressing their stories to empower mm. others. Mm. But we're very selective. Mm. Very selective. And That's when they do select it, they over, you know, dramatize it or they they, yeah. they, think they pick things that are like, no, I don't think that's right. You know, mm. I don't think that should be the best. And, you know, but but it goes back to in terms of comparing, like, like you know, when you compare, you always feel like, okay, damn, I'm not like them. So yeah. you forget about being you. You know, yeah. I'm not like them. Yeah, hey, be be more like Abe. 
yeah, but I'm not Abe though. I, I'm not. Mm. First, and then I start saying maybe like, oh, but I'm not as good as him. I'm not as talented as him. I'm not doing go. this and not that, you know. And mm. so it's like you forget who you are and what's your strength, mm. right? Mm. And so I think within that community, I'm not going to speak for the whole community, but I will say that within mine mm. household, mm. always comparing. I remember as as growing up, mm-hmm. yeah, look, at these, look at these white kids. They they're good. Yeah. I mean, they, they're studying. They look. They get A's. I mean, maybe they were just coming off as a in terms of my parents were coming off as like you know encouragement. And they didn't mean it like that, mm. but but it, it did hurt. Like it's, it's like, but I'm not like them. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I'm not. Um, you know, I did. De- I, I was decent at school, but that wasn't what I was. You know, and they mm. never harnessed what you're really good at. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. They always go, Nah, you should be stop doing that. Do this. Or you should become a pilot, or become a lawyer, or become a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And then they, and then amongst themselves, they go, You know, my son's a lawyer now. <laughs> you know, my son's a doctor <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. But then they don't ask that. Then what? <laughs> yeah. Then what? Yeah. Um, I'm actually studying law at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what you say about Lewis. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> It's also it's quite really hard, funny that it? you said that because um, <laughs> I don't know whether it's a West Indian thing. I think a lot of it comes down to slavery, and lots of it comes down to the Caribbean being a slave port and the fact that these people had to prove themselves all the time. Mm. So you got to be great, you got to be this. And it's funny because I, you know, I went to a, a country school in um, Melbourne, and then I was the only one who went to Melbourne University, which is like you know a really high esteemed university. Mm. Um, and I was the only one among my friendship group who went for a public school, and I felt like I had to accept. So I did really well there in order to get into law school afterwards. And it's funny because, um, you know, I want to be a lawyer. I want to help people. And mm. my dad's just like, what? Don't you want to be a judge? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, be a judge. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't want to be a judge. Be a judge. That's, you know, that's the best. You know, you always kind of, you, they want you to be better and better yeah, and better yeah. and always improve yourself. And it's like, well, Which is natural for it's, like it from a degree. But it's to a, a definite yeah. but, then, but then you go back to, hey, then what though? Then what? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love the then what. Then what? No, and that's, 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 some, the thing about that's a mentality growth. my dad has. Then what? You know, you're a judge now. Then what? What are you going to do now? Exactly. You know, and that's, yeah. You're going to be a god. Yeah, I'm gonna be God about that. <laughs> it's never the age. It's 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 the plans that you have to live it up. Absolutely, uh, man. And, and I mean, I mean, our, our loss to live will w- w- will always remain incomparable. So long as we put in mind what it is that we want to live for. Oh, for sure. And that's that's the reason why I, I, I like kids who, uh, for lack of a better word, fucked up. Because mm. it's like, yeah. dude, you fucked up in this country. You still in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but but then again, it's it's trying to remind them that. Um, You've got talent is in all of us, but 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 a gift is what you're born with, and it's just it's just knowing which which one of the two you want to choose, Mm. and sometimes both of them, and just just devoting yourself in Mm. in in honing it, and just just to give it away, just to give it away. No doubt about (laughs) it. It's almost like training. It's almost like it's almost like watching Usain train. It's like you know he's gonna run, (laughs) but eventually he just he gives the glory to the coach, his family, and to his countrymen. That's right. Mm. See, that's his that's his then what. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's for these people. For these yeah, people. yeah, that's your then one. But he's yeah, living though. Cool. He's living his life. He's living his and life, and that's where the public misunderstands. It. They're like, oh, but he should be acting like this. But it's like, dude. He did his job. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh he wants God. to live now. Can you let him live? Because nah, yeah. as mean. soon as he slips up, like, oh, have oh. you seen Lucien with all those women? Have you seen him getting drunk? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as he slipped up, then what? That's what I know about what Beyonce and Jay Z have done. Is that it's something that um, gets the black community to recognize that relationships don't have to be ruined just because mm. of mistakes. Yes. Yeah. 
and, too, and, 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 and temptations that have that yeah. have allowed you to make decisions that you otherwise wouldn't make in your in your right consciousness oh, or in an, in an environment that supports you to know that that was wrong. Oh man, it's they could have uh, just easily divorced. Oh yeah, but they chose to make music yeah. that entertained, but at the same time informed. Like, Correct, man. That, we're still human. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. people don't get. Yeah, those that's, lyrics. That's then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They created something that's given, and that is, so it's like you, I like what you said about it being a gift, and then whatever is your gift, you naturally then gift it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You've got it. But also, you know, one of my favorite quotes I think is, is and, and, and what I try to kind of find in everybody is that I don't know who the quote's from, but um, everyone's gifted, but not everybody unwraps it mm. right mm. so so everyone has a gift but oh, that's my not point. everybody <laughs> yeah but not <laughs> but not everybody you know even gets given the chance to mm. uh mm. you know unwrap that gift mm. uh and, and and that's to me like the most the craziest thing for me because i never knew i still am finding my way what am i gifted at i don't, yeah. I don't know i don't know well, it needs a catalyst almost like <laughs> yeah. i feel like the, i actually feel like those that suffer or experience deep like my my depression and coming through my depression like mm. facing the end of my life and going fuck i don't mind if i die right now yeah. like mm. and coming out of that mm. um is easily the best thing that was gifted to me and it's it's funny it's funny to go wait a minute that was such a gift to awaken me like i needed a whack on the head yeah <laughs> but you know what you did you received yeah. it yeah I did yeah accepted it yeah, yeah. oh right from it. that's the difference most people are running away from it right like, yeah I mean faith that's and fear difference. cannot exist on the same mind so you've got to realize what it is that's making you fear was that faith and what faith and fear cannot exist on the right. same mind at the same time so you've got to realize what it is that's making you fearful mm. at the same time building up your faith that's it to kind of go okay um, I'm still here mm. and I will mm. see it through that's, mm. that's where it's at man mm. so what, what I mean once more don't do don't ever underestimate your lived experiences, man. I mm. think everybody should should at least write a book mm. at some point in their lives, mm. or at least write journals. So then, when yeah. when somebody chances upon them, they can go, "Wait a minute, mm. this person left something here of themselves." Well, this this recording is a little fragment of it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, in, there it is. Yeah, you yeah. really inspired me, Abe. Like it, the fact that you have kind of said that I feel like your what you're saying matters and it should be written down. I <laughs> I struggle with that. I think that a lot of the time, what I say doesn't matter because I'm not authentic enough to have the, the the right to say what I'm saying. You know, it's this massive identity crisis that I know a lot of people in general, a lot of black people, a lot of mixed race people like myself experience. Mm. And for you to say, I think you should write that down, I'm actually going to go write this down because <laughs> and that was really deep for me and I thank you so much for that. I want to double down on that for a moment if you want because like I feel like when you started speaking like you I love that you just acknowledge that you're nervous but also like I feel like I just want to say that you're allowed I'm learning that yeah I'm learning that unapologetically too don't ever apologize for it I'm very uh, very apologetic I've always been I've always tried to kind of lower myself mm. to kind of make other people feel better and things like that so mm. and apologize for speaking my mind so it's really difficult like it's sh- i can feel it shaking in the bottom of me when i want to say something i'm feeling something my body reacts in this explosive way where it's like don't say it don't say it people are going to judge you don't <laughs> yeah, say it yeah. um so i feel like i have to apologize when i say it yeah, you know what i mean but yeah, yeah. and what is that yeah. voice that's saying don't say it don't say it why um I, look, I'm still finding that. Yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with kind of being in denial of who I am for so long mm. and kind of like you were saying, um, Abdul, putting on this mask for so long and being this other person that trying to mold myself into this shape that I didn't fit in for so long mm. that 
now I don't even know who that original self is, mm. you know? So mm. it's difficult trying to find that balance and trying to, yeah. You gotta dig deep, right? That's I'm digging deep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so digging deep. I'm, I'm, there's so many yeah, layers that so I'm unpacking and it's scary. And that's why this voice is fear, I think. Mm. Um, telling me, like even coming to this podcast today, I'm like, I even said to you when you asked about, you know, asked me, I was like, oh, you know, are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> I should? Because I'm half white and I'm I'm Caribbean as well. So it's it's there's so many different layers for me to mm. unpack to really mm. realise who that all true authentic self is. And be comfortable and confident with that self is, yeah. So it's it's like you're coming home, like because I, yeah. I I can really relate to that feeling of feeling alienated and mm. no community and no mm. one that really gets me. Like mainly because I grew up in a Christian kind of real mm. like close tight sect of relationships that were very my whole life, you know. And then I broke away from it and I was like in the ether, just floating, like <laughs> whoa, like no one, no one. I don't, I'm not like I'm not tight with anyone, and I mm. felt so lost, so in the desert it's so alone mm-hmm. and no one no one to really relate to and it's tremendously isolating but in this like I feel like you're pushing in you're slowly pushing into the pain more and more and more you you do have to push into the you pain and cut through it and then the deeper you go you realise who you are yeah. and and the beauty and the miracle of what you are and then you come out from there <laughs> I, I honestly think that and I think that perhaps my true self is something I pushed away for a long time and it wasn't until um, I had a kind of, like a mental breakdown mm. at the age of 21 like I had a massive panic attack that lasted months I didn't even know who I was anymore no. I wasn't even work, walking on this earth anymore I couldn't even being in a room with people I felt like I was watching myself wow. so it is really like an out of body experience. it was an out of body thing for a long time and even when I get anxious like I feel now that's how it feels oh. so it's really finding my voice within that and finding my confidence and strength within that to continue and keep going yeah Man, I that's think Donald big. Trump being the president of the United States is a good thing at this time do you think because so because it makes our this man has nothing to prove Mm. And whenever someone has nothing to prove and nothing to fight for, you make a fool out of yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this is a lesson for our generation to realize yeah. that um, not everyone in a position of leadership is a leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, when you go, when you go through stages when you don't, realize, don't know your purpose, it's like that's because you are yet to um, get back to that developing your gift and give it up. When Barack Obama was in, he was literally about the people because he knew the people. Yeah. Where this man is just rich. He's trying uh, to prove to the people that he's still rich. It's yeah. like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know you're rich. Ooh. We don't care. If, even his speech is nobody's yeah. listening. Nobody. Yeah. Because so, it's like, dude, there's you, nothing to listen to. Yeah. There's nothing to listen to. Nothing of substance, right? But yeah. it, what he sold was the, the notion of uh, money. That's what he sold. Mm. That's what oh, yeah. people bought. Because everyone thinks that they're going to do well with money. And ownership. Yeah. Like what you're saying, ownership. Let's build a wall. Yes. Let's close these borders. Mm. Let's own this. And it's like what Australia do. Let's stop these boats. Let's <laughs> own what we don't really own. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, as soon as these exactly. walls go up, just oh. like Berlin. Just like Berlin. Let's own what we don't already own. That's yeah, really like resonated, <laughs> particularly for Australian culture. Mm, mm, it's massive. Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, Australians have nothing to fear. That's, that's the thing, though. So it's... Um, we... We uh, we force feed ourselves um, these uh, vibes of uh, imagined grievance because we're trying to yeah. uh, be with the rest of the world. And it's like, dude, you're the greatest country on earth. 
just because you don't want to admit that to yourself doesn't mean other people don't recognize it. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when the um, what's it called? The uh, collapse happened with the financial thing, financial crisis, financial, yeah. and and Australia tried to be we were like we were good, and they tried to be a part <laughs> of everybody else. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> oh no, we're we're broke too. Yes, I was like, no, 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 you're no, not. no, you're not. No, you're not, because everywhere so else, everyone's recognize like, us. recognize us, recognize us. We want to be a part of this. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and then no. in every other country like Australia is doing very well and then they're like no we're not no, no we're no. not shut up <laughs> sit down that's such a funny example that's the thing about getting to a, a level where you don't um, recognize your own um, what's inside of you and then you start to focus on out external things and you yeah. try to fix things that are imaginary because you're so well inside that you just yeah. you forget that as soon as you're well the next step is to become selfless mm. Said, mm. I mean Andrew Carnegie said it best the man who dies rich dies in disgrace oh. uh, and you see Richard Branson That's running around it's not because yeah. he's got something to prove he's just he wants to connect the world oh. and world That's leaders it's like one, yeah. that's why he's so alive yeah. and so energized because yeah. yeah. he understands Absolutely. where he's at yeah. but he's never critical though he's never mm. critical yeah so yeah. the man like Trump goes into office like yes our generation can learn something from this mm. Mm. that's beautiful and people such as yourself uh, of course we, we definitely understand that our, our, our presence counts for something the little that we do um, oh, and, and, and right now, like even Z, like anything that you've given or uh, communicated, you're actually given your gift in that right yeah. now. Like even right now in this moment, you're given your gift. I've learned that it was. I remember mm. there was this one day last year, probably about a year ago or a year and a bit ago, where I lit, like my panic disorder had lasted for so long that I just didn't feel like a human anymore and I felt like it was like how you said with your depression I was like man this needs to end this honestly like, I don't want to do this anymore yeah. that's awesome and then it was this one thing it's this one light that made me think like I need to do something about this because mm. if I'm feeling like this in the way that I'm living, like I'm quite privileged, like I'm going, it was when I was studying at Melbourne and I have so many friends, I was in a fantastic relationship, fantastic family. I wanted to get better so that I could assist other people and so that I could help other people feel that, find their confidence, find their identity and find their voice and things like that. Mm. So even though this is really hard for me, I want to try and open up those spaces for other people who might be feeling the same way that I feel kind of lost mm. in this you know limbo stage mm -hmm. yeah well you're doing it exactly <laughs> and the crazy thing is you know we, we can never you know we, we, you never know who you're going to help I mean you know yeah. and that's the crazy thing right you will never know right you, you put this podcast out and you go and then there's someone out there going man that is some that changed my life you'll never know mm. right but and, the, and that's why I kind of like have understood that way I'm like you know what it doesn't matter I'm just going to give back as much mm -hmm. as I can um, and because you never know who you're going to change and you never Absolutely. know who you're going to touch and you never know how much impact you're going to have on someone's life just a little just, just you just saying hey you know like you say just shaking your hand how you doing how's everything oh, you do, you good just mm. they maybe needed that person to kind of just listen give them an idea give them a practice give yeah. them a materialization of mm. connection correct exactly exactly yeah. so you never know so we can never stop yeah if you, i had a had a conversation with nigel or the founder of cotton on um mm. and when <laughs> When he emailed, because when he emailed back and said, uh, "Of course, I'll have a meeting with you," like, because this, this is a millionaire, mm. um, and in that moment, I almost did myself a disservice of not showing up because I didn't. Yeah. I tried to. 
I was like, wait a minute, what what I have to bring what to have the I table? Got, yeah. But then I showed up, and it was this warmth of some taking an interest in me. And along the way, I asked him, um, how did he get how did he get to where he's gotten? And it's like the difference between him and a homeless person is because he believed in himself. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And there it is. Believing in yourself, and, mm. but that that's tough though. Believing in yourself, I mean, and I mean, you, this, a homeless person will say the same thing. Yeah, they, they're where they are because family let them. They feel family let them down. They feel yeah. everything let them down. Yeah. So they, they like, no one has kind of um, taken the time to remind them of, okay, okay, this is. I think this is what you're gifted at. Yeah. A lot of times when friends compliment others. It's like we dismiss it. It's like, no, learn to receive compliments. Yeah, oh, no doubt. that's a big one. No doubt. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. man, I can't receive compliments. My mom, my I feel like I have to give it back. Like, if someone gives it to me, I have to give it back instantly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's... Yeah. Absolutely. Let sit there. Because, you know, with my mom, I, I don't want to give nice. myself a pat on the back here. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. What, no, I, I, do it. I'll do it. What, what I'm going to say, though, no, no. What I'm going to say is, though, because my mom had a, had a huge, because, you know, she's doing so well, and then she had a huge problem with... Um, accepting compliments mm. Oh my god You're amazing oh, And I go You know And w- the way she looked at me And this is how you This is one of the things That you don't know If you make an impact She's like She came up to me And she said You know you The way you receive compliments Is amazing I'm like What are you talking mm-hmm. about Because um, she, she said Because what I always say is Thank you so much I really appreciate that mm. That's all I say. Mm. Every single time I go, thank you so much. I so I very much appreciate that. Mm. And then I might say also, thank you for that compliment. I'm just going to run away with that one. I'm going to run away with that compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I like this. I like this. Yeah, I'm going like, to run away with it. Yeah. And then she said, that really has inspired me to accept compliments. And you're right. It's so, and, yeah. and uh, you know, it wasn't easy either for me. So, yeah, you're right. It's so simple, but yet people do, like, deflect it. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's because they don't think they're worthy of it. Yeah. But, you know, you accept the love that you feel you deserve. So if someone saying you're amazing Salima you're, you're beautiful you're this I'm just like no, no, you're really great too <laughs> <laughs> sometimes thank you just sends it home yeah yeah, it thank doesn't you. it that's yeah. enough just simple I mean you can't it's a, it's a two way street which means the fact that this person acknowledges that means you as a person would have to be really selfish mm. to not take the time oh yeah Exactly. Isn't it really so funny? Thank you. And get to know them and also be able to compliment them sometime down in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's accept it for now. If you don't have anything to say, you say no. thank you. <laughs> it mm. says something about um, the, the nature of love or whatever, energy flow, because it's like it's so much easier, just by premise, it's, it's easier to give, give a compliment than it is to receive one. Mm. And that says that it's easier to love someone else than it is to love yourself, maybe. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Let's let that sit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. That, that was, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I think it is because when every time I felt like, oh, no, no, I don't deserve it. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not deserving. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not deserving mm. of such uh, mm. high praises from you. Mm. you know? Absolutely. Mm. And I go, but now I go, hey, no, no, I thank you. I'm going to run with it. Thank you very much. I, Absolutely. I very much... Uh, it builds you, but the more you deflect the energy, um, the more you allow other negatives and self oh, to build within you. Creeping, right. yep. Because now you you all of that adds up because mm. deflecting this pretty much adds up mm. Mm. Um, and then yeah. people, sooner or later people start to feel the discomfort of having to say anything to you because they just feel like okay uh, I've already said it before mm. I said it again mm. I'm going to sound desperate yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right so bye 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 Peace. I mean whenever someone puts up a Facebook status right yes take the time to read it yeah. instead of just like because mm. like doesn't justify what you've read. It's like okay, read it, and if if you don't have any reaction to it, let it sit in your subconscious for That's a minute. It. Yeah. And then when you see that person, be like, "Yo, I read that thing you put up. What was that about?" 
That's the that's Good. the I love even that. in spite of our social media empowerment, we still lack in in terms of taking interest in other people and, and oh, really really going that's really cool man that's yeah. a great little practical evolutionary step to dealing with social media in a more evolved way more evolved way yeah. gotta because the only reason why we post stuff up is to share them with friends and family and people we care about yeah nothing else to also uh, I find it as a, a way of therapy as well if something's on your mind a lot of, I know a lot of people use it to get what's on their mind out for mm. anyone mm. so when someone takes the time and said wow I read what you wrote and that really resonated with me that's awesome mm. yeah people mm. don't take the time enough nowadays mm. because of social media to do mm. that no because it, it, they deli- it's delivered into a, a, what is really a bit of a white a wash of, mm. yeah of um short attention of, uh, span people have nowadays because of social media because of their phones this you know instantaneous communication that they don't have the time to read a status that's more than two sentences long mm. like tweets you know mm. what I mean mm. um so yeah that is really valuable so here's the thing if you can't check in with your loved ones at night because of your Busy schedule or busy work. Facebook. Mm, Read up all the stuff that they put in before you go to bed. Or mm. Yeah. Mm. Send out some positive thoughts about them if yeah. they're going through rough times or or sharing their joy. If they're going through that. But it, it's in spite of the very fact that we are uh, intimately connected, we still create our own disconnect just yeah. just by the fact that we're not paying attention to to yeah, exactly. the things that are around. It's us. easier now to connect with people. Absolutely. That, you know, family overseas, friends living elsewhere. Mm. It's easier now, but we've made it harder on ourselves. Sometimes mm. I check I check some of my friends. Be like, yo, uh, why are you sharing all these bad news? Like, yeah. Do, what does it do to you? Um, all of these negativity, and it's kind of like. Half of the time, I got, I got, uh, I appreciate it, man. I just, I, I, I didn't, I just didn't thought anybody cared. And it's like, dude, mm. be careful, man. Mm. Uh, the things we read on social media kind of seep into our consciousness. Have you ever had those experiences where you read something and then you didn't pay attention to it, and then you went about your day, and then it's there in your subconscious? Oh, for sure. Yeah, massive, especially with. Um, the Ferguson riots mm. I had a bit of a little breakdown during that time because I was seeing it I was scrolling past and I was like man that sucks that's awful I can't believe that's happening then one day it was the smallest thing and I just cried mm. and I just thought what is happening mm. like what's happening to my people what's going on mm. and it was that constant negativity and all this stuff it was overwhelming mm. but it was my mm. subconscious because I wasn't engaging in any of those discussions at the time I was just letting it sink in and kind of I didn't know I was letting it sink mm. in I was just going about my day mm. and then it took this one image of this daughter crying because her father had been shot or something like that mm. and I just mm. lost it yeah. mm. we don't pay attention to the fact that our brains takes in 40 million bits of information per second yeah, I mean, yeah. and if we're going to be careless about Fuck, that's complex isn't it? Yeah. We, mm. it's like it's crazy it's crazy so we got to really choose on, on what we engage with and, and uh, yeah and, and sometimes mm. there's good and goodbye not not necessarily getting rid of friends but it's going yo I need some time away yeah. from you for yeah. I love you but I'm going to love yeah. you from a distance because yeah. you're going through something I don't, you don't feel I can help you with or you don't want to ask me for help yeah. yeah sometimes you need to do that mm. for you to be good at your work at your talent at whatever it is that you that's do that's right you, you need gotta. to it's just sustainability those boundaries are really healthy aren't they you gotta, you gotta. and it's the energies right like mm. you got that's why you put because your energy right now is not in, in you know in the same wavelength of this person. So yeah. for now, let me just do my goodbye thing. for now. Yeah, goodbye for yeah. now, and then let me 
collaborate with other people who mm. are in the same. Absolutely, yeah. you know, Absolutely. got the same energy. That's why. That's why I like. Uh, I like the teenagers who, who who make time to come to the studio and kind of hear themselves mm. for the first time recording a track, even though it's <laughs> whack. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. amazement and the the, the the twinkle in their eye once once they hear that back, oh. <laughs> and then they come back the next week, and then the week after that, and then all of a sudden they got notes and notes, and and now they feel like they want to share something with the world, and it's yeah. like there you go. Nas was right. Nas was right. The world is yours. The world is yours, man. It's but if 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 you don't receive it, of course it will go to somebody else. Mm. Vice versa. Mm. No, exactly right. Absolutely. Powerful. Well, I feel like it wrapped up naturally. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Like, I feel so much love for your friend. Good conversation. Really good. With great people. Speaking of which, let's close this out properly. What's your morning rituals like? What are you looking forward to this week? Oh, this week. Um, my my morning, mine's meditation, pretty much. Like every morning, I oh, meditate. That's nice. Um, nice. That yeah. is nice. Man, it's embarrassing. I don't know, man. For me, I walk around the block. I walk around oh, yeah. and and just let the morning um, seep through me. I don't know. That's I, I, cool. And, and, I, and then the smell in the the cold air. Oh man, I, love I just that. love it. Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. try to and um, just trying to. Yeah, that's yeah. what I try to do. That's my me- form of meditation, just walking around. The connection of nature. That's it. And the air yeah. That's it. No music, no nothing, just that cold. And nobody awake. Oh, Lord, I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my Lines, um, well, when I'm lying in bed and I just think, I don't want to do today, I literally, every morning, I put on dance hall. And oh, I get up great. and I just, like, dance in front of the mirror <laughs> for a good awesome. 20 minutes, like, you know, like, doing some serious dance hall moves. And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, ready. I'm ready. I'm going to go... You messed this up, messed up the place. Oh, <laughs> I don't mess up the place. Absolutely. That is oh, that's the best. Man, I feel like such a dork with my morning meditation now. He's, and she's just. And I'm just like, <laughs> but it's different ways. It's different ways. That's, that's my meditation. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> my niece has got into this habit of, uh, of, of, of finding out jokes. And it's like every morning when she wakes up, I kind of ask her. What's what's the joke for today? So now she prepares. Oh, that's oh awesome. that's okay, really cool. okay. Uh, as soon as she wakes up, she kicks the door, the door to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my alarm is not working. Yeah, 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 you got yeah, a joke yeah. alarm. Uh, that's that's so cool. It's making time to make time. You gotta wake up with a smile, man. You have to. You have to. Yeah, it, just, it just makes it easier. Oh man. And it calms your mind too. It does. Oh well, thank you, man, for coming. Thank you so much, Jez. This has been really unique and amazing for I think all of us. Absolutely, I have a massive smile on my face now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it all starts conversations. So thanks for even having this conversation. It's amazing. Blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings. (laughs)